0: Welcome to Breaking the Rules, Vanderpump Ones. So excited to be back talking about Vanderpump Rules every single week. Uh, A little bit late with today's release, there is a little bit of a problem trying to get connected with the new Tales of Deceit story, so we will not be including another caller story. However, I am going to give you my Tale of Deceit today. And it's kind of wild, I'll be honest. My life is, or was, pretty crazy back in the day. I will start out by doing some Bravo news. Lots going on. Jeff Lewis was on Watch What Happens Live and spilled that. He is going to be on the next season of Housewives of OC. I'm assuming to be a confidant of Shannon, because I know they're super, super close. She's going to need somebody on her side because it looks like from the way the Trace Amigas have split that Vicky is not offered a contract. So Shannon is on an island by herself when it comes to people on the cast that are really, you know, behind her and defending her because that was Tamara. It will be an interesting dynamic and I was kind of bored with the last few seasons of O.C., I used to be a Tamra um fan and this season was just terrible. So I I'm, I'm looking forward to a new season with totally new uh players like Alexis. She's not my favorite, Jesus Jugs, but she does bring a dynamic of like diversity. And I know that Tamara and her are getting along right now, but I feel like they never get along for longer than like 10 minutes. So just buckle up, stay tuned. They'll be fighting by episode three and we'll get amazing TV. At least that's the hope. Cause you know, Shannon's going to be sitting back with popcorn, like told you so. Not that I am a lover of hers. Um, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. She's kind of like dominating any type of content that I have putting out right now and please know that we did get some feedback from you guys really really appreciate it please hit the follow button hit the like button give us some feedback I know somebody said they could hear the dogs yeah you definitely heard the dogs and I'm sorry I am in a closed room from here on out and today I'm actually coming to you guys by myself kind of because of the content with Rachel's podcast and everything that's been coming out I just my husband has zero desire Nick has zero desire you guys he would rather watch paint dry than listen to Rachel's podcast he has heard a lot of clips though and I'm sure he will be putting in his two cents he is not as, I don't even know how to say it, as passionate as the rest of us are with the how we feel. However, he does seem to think, you know, the giddiness and weirdness of it all is awkward. So anyway, let's dive into Rachel's podcast and the episodes that have released. We've Got two episodes so far, and she was very late getting the second one out. We'll dive into the first one. Um, I'm not going to go line by line. I'm just going to talk about the clips that I put up on our TikTok and on our Instagram because they are probably the most significant. The first one was the stories about Graham and how she perceived everything that happened. It was kind of weird that she felt like after and she even said this with her own voice she gave up all rights to the dog however she felt that telling them she was a celebrity which I find funny or in the public eye was going to make them not not treat it as like she gave up a dog and would be very discreet in who they contacted or who received the dog on whether they knew the dog was actually Graham. I mean, can you imagine if you just adopted this dog and then you found out it was Graham? Where are the people that adopted the dog and then gave it back? Like, where are they? In the back, stand up. I would love for you to message me on TikTok because I would totally bring you on the podcast. I have a reactive dog, an aggressive dog, one of our dogs is like that and he's my baby he has attacked my husband um it only happened while I was out of town so that's a huge concern and my apologies it's like five o'clock at night and my work chat still goes off (laughs) it's enough to give people nightmares while they're listening to this podcast um but I just felt like there wasn't air about her during this podcast and i know she's likely feeling good she did say i feel good that i can get this out cuz i've only been able to say this to my girlfriends up until now i can't imagine what it's like being on the other end of that i it makes it make i hope it makes people cognizant when they're in this situation what you are putting your loved ones through too she really felt like entitled to knowing about Graham even after she gave him away. And really, for me, the hard hitting thing is no matter what, even if my husband and I were not together, the first thing that I would think if the dog was not good with me is that it would be good with my significant other. She's very careful when she, Rachel, talks about James. So I'm not sure if she's afraid that she's going to get an NDA or get sued or if she truly is just frightened. Um, I I don't know the story there, so I can't really talk on it. Being a DV survivor myself, um, I definitely am not going to put words in anyone's mouth. I think that when you're kids, you can make really, really shitty decisions in a moment and you can also be an alcoholic and make shitty decisions One of the previews for season 11 is Allie saying she's so proud of James because he's in therapy and is sober. So maybe those are the two things that he needed to be able to be successful in a relationship without resulting to name calling. And I mean, that's emotional abuse. Regardless, it's emotional abuse. So we know that that capability is there. I love James. James is definitely good for TV. Um, funny. That's the comic relief that we need in Vanderpump. So I'm by no means saying that, you know, I think that he needs to leave my screen. I know there's a lot of people who will hit our TikTok and really feel that way. And I'm open to whatever opinion is offered. Everyone is learning that on the Instagram and TikTok page. i definitely love to hear the different opinions, especially Tom lovers. I love to understand what you like about him because even before Skandoval, I had zero likes for him. Zero. So for me, it's just understanding, you know, what it is about him that you like. And a lot of people like, you know, his giving to charity and his willingness to help out people. And that was the one thing that kind of kept me like in the grace and not like, I never hated him. I just disliked him. I just didn't, you know, he was not my, the character that I tuned in to watch. She definitely was upset and accused the Graham thing at being a storyline. It's not a storyline. If it's life, like that's reality. If they had, contacted her mother and said, hey, now if you're having problems with that dog, you should totally give it away and then hunted down where it was. But the shelter contacted Lisa. When a storyline lands in your lap, it lands in your lap, Rachel. So I don't think that it was great that they were gonna throw you to the wolves because we all know that's what it was in Lake Tahoe for that cast trip. It was throw me to the wolves at her new restaurant. And I don't think that was right to throw you to the wolves. I think you should have had a confidant and somebody uh, arm in arm with you. Maybe a couple people who were on your side who were ready to go in. And they should have prepared you for that instead of, you know, just begging you to come with the expectation that we're going to blow shit up when you arrive by throwing this dog in your face. So, I mean, letting you know ahead of time, hey, Ram is actually with James. So, you know, you're going to have to react to that and giving you preparedness. I mean, maybe they didn't want that to happen because they wanted to see your horrible reaction. But I feel like giving you a second to react is not going to change the way you react, Rachel. So there's that. The worst part for me was editing these clips, you guys. Some of it really just creeped me out and gave me the ick so bad that it was hard to listen over and over again and editing and putting together because I didn't want it to be a fluent conversation. I wanted to pull things from different parts of paragraphs that were meaningful and then put those together as compilations. So you'll notice that on our TikTok page that it's very centered around, you know, the important parts of a podcast episode that you may want to tune into. And it does also engage you. I'll always tell you, you know, listen to this podcast wherever you listen because A lot of the times the whole episode is what gives you everything that you need. Um, The worst story she told was the first night. Uh, She was giddy and giggly and the producers kind of egged on like it was juicy. And where were the cameras? Because this is so juicy. It just, they don't seem like very healthy people for her to be around right now and it just really turned me off so badly I can't believe if I were her mother and listened to that I would have contacted iHeart and her and been like you know meeting immediately because that is not the content or the direction we are moving and you know maybe that's the conversation you have with your daughter first because she's grown but I feel like probably the relationship she has with her mother her mother would have contacted iHeart I just thought it was wrong. And that theme kind of went over into the next episode of the podcast where, you know, they're asking questions and the questions are driving her to answer things she shouldn't even be talking about. Um, But the first night she talked about how, you know, they went back, she drunk, drank and drove and after partying and hanging out and drove him home. And when they got there, he asked her to come in for a nightcap, but he didn't have a key. He knew he didn't have a key. That's That was the first red flag for me. And so she, he was like, follow me in the backyard. They go back. They end up in the pool, which is Tom's favorite place to cheat. We know. You know, I mean, it's not the golden nugget. He has stepped up. He's in his $3 million home pool now. But... He gets her in there half naked and puts a move on her there. And to me there's there's lines crossed by both of them. You never go in the backyard, you never go in for a nightcap when someone's sleeping and you're both drinking. Just feel like everything about that whole evening um was a array. Like totally a not cool. That is not best friend or even friend behavior. Hell, that's not fucking acquaintance behavior. Because you're not my acquaintance anymore. If you did that shit, you're getting your ass beat. And I said that on there. I'm like, listening to this, I don't know how Ariana, like, I, she's not listening. So thank God for that. But if she hears these clips, it just makes me sad. Because me listening, I get the heebie jeebies. I can't imagine what it's like for her. The, um, And they did not have sex in the backyard. They actually... She felt uncomfortable. He was feeling uncomfortable. So then they moved it to the car. The... Which is so childish. Like, who does that? We knew it, though. We knew that part already. The second episode was probably diabolical for me. She talked about the day after... They had hooked up and she was set to film with Ariana and the girls at the bar. And she had anxiety all day leading up to, and guilt leading up to filming with the ladies. I'm sure she did. There's no doubt in my mind. And I know a lot of people are trying to debunk this, but there's not any doubt in my mind she felt guilt and remorse in this moment. No way she did not. And he called and almost just put her at ease. She said, she asked, so we're not going to tell Ariana? You knew you weren't going to tell Ariana. Is he going to tell Ariana? Maybe is what you ask. Are you not telling her? Are you not ending this? Because it seems like she left out a lot of the conversation that occurred during that night. That first night with emotional content. Where, like, what was he telling you that made you feel like it was okay to take your pants off and get in a pool? What did he say that made you feel like it would be okay for him to tell her that you guys did that? And where's the producer asking that question? Because that's the questions we want to hear, not whether or not cameras were there because it's juicy. Like, you're horrible producers for the content in which she is delivering. I do think that she felt a sense of calmness from him constantly because she got no, like, reiteration or that from other cast members. And he was the worst because he was doing it for himself. It was a a pocket gain for him to do that. And then not only would you know, she keep that secret, but he could keep this front up on the show that he was this great guy until season 10 wrapped. When they did go out that night, she Ubered there with Ariana. And when they pulled up, Ariana said, I hate this place. I feel like I always go in here and somebody says something shitty. Like I slept with your boyfriend and the, she said it and then she was like ooh like like it was almost like a joke and that was the punchline it was diabolical to listen to at best um that was followed up by lots of discussion about Schwartz and him knowing since day one that was their rendezvous spot I kind of knew that and I knew that because she would always look at his location and he was at Schwartz's she said so I pegged that then when she said that on watch what happens live Ariana I kind of did know that I did not know that she was originally sending letters and things to Schwartz's house and Schwartz was like done you're not using me anymore as your scapegoat I'm not your gatekeeper you know Get your own shit. And somebody asked on TikTok, why did he not get a P.O. box? Well, folks, you are not going to get a P.O. box because your narcissism will not let you. Your narcissism eats you alive. And she said he enjoyed that. She felt like he enjoyed the fact that letters and postcards were arriving at the house. He swore to her the assistant would get them. But of course, you know, he lies. Why she would believe that after he illegally and without her permission recorded her masturbating is beyond my recognition. Um, but she's super naive in this space where she felt like she had no one. Am I making excuses for her? Hell fucking no. Like I said, I would have beat her ass already <laughs> and just taken the hit. Ariana's got enough money. If I had that money, I would beat your ass and be done with it. I'd be like, and... Call it a day. Drop Smike. But that's me. And Ariana is way classier than I am. That's 100% clear. Because she has dealt with this in the most amazing manner in which she doesn't even want to film with him. She doesn't even want the ratings that filming with him and, and having those conversations face-to-face with him would give her. Because she's done giving him that satisfaction. He did that so long without her knowing that she's not going to give him that satisfaction anymore, and I don't blame her. Not one bit. She's kind of owning her destiny and a, a bad bitch in her era. Single AF. Um, not single, I guess you could say. I mean, single, because she's not married. But The single AF tour that Ariana is doing, I do have tickets. My daughter and I are going to fly out to New York City on the 31st. And we're going to, so excited, we're going to see her show. We're going to meet up with a content creator friend of mine, Christina. I don't know if you guys follow her, but she has great content. So please check her out. And we're going to meet up and have a drink with her too. We got the meet and greet. So I do have an extra book because I could not wait for the show, which does give me a copy of the book. So I have an extra copy of the book. I'm going to get that signed. I'm also going to get a Scandival coloring book signed. She's probably going to kill me when I walk up with all of this stuff, but I am going to tell her I want to give it to my followers. I want to give it to you guys. So please, if you are not following our TikTok or our Instagram, go there and follow. I have this cool thing that takes the names that I copy and paste and puts them in this game and does a wheel and then picks a person randomly. I've given away t-shirts and something about her merch previously and in the past. So I love to give back to you guys. You guys are so awesome and give us so much content and so much conversation in the VPR and Broadway world that we're extremely appreciative of you guys and so come follow us and be ready for that giveaway because it's going to be amazing I am going to tell her I'm giving it to a follower so please you know write like breaking the rules follower because that will be so cool um, but I am excited and just you know want to I want to tell her that I'm one of those people that really is in my, my newfound love of Ariana era And it's because I really didn't care for Tom. And so they were a package deal. And for me, it's kind of new seeing this relationship and her independence and the way she really feels about things and not the way he is, you know, um, projecting feelings onto her. I don't know. Exciting. But I will report back to you guys everything. Everything. I'll even try and record some stuff and play it for you guys here on the pod. So please keep tuning in and remember, give us any feedback that you have. We hope to have no more dogs in the background. (laughs) And we will move on to our uh, spoiled milk segment. In a new preview for season 11, we saw Lala and Ariana sitting down and talking And Ariana was surprised and shocked whenever Lala told her she had to tell her something. know what she told her? She's going to use Tom Sandoval's sperm to make her next baby. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I really like these spoiled milk (laughs) spoilers. I don't know what she's really telling her there. I think it may be when she reached out to Rachel but my spoiler is that she's using Sandoval's uh, men, and I'm sticking to it. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it now. For our tales of deceit portion, for me, I have made a lot of mistakes in my 44 years on this earth, and I did a lot of things in a really, really dumb order. So I graduated from high school and met somebody that I thought was great. You know, we always think the the most wrong people are right for us when we're like 18 and 19 years old. I don't know what I was thinking. This guy had no aspirations. He'd quit school. He was like, I mean, he was working, but that's besides the point. Um, I got with him, and we started dating, and I had a lot of um, female issues. I am a PCOS, and I've had six cyst removals surgically, so a lot of trouble when I was a teenager and on, and they had me on this new uh, medication. It was an injection. It was called Depolupron and it eliminated my menstrual cycle was supposed to eliminate ovulation like the whole nine yards and somehow I got pregnant on this I mean I will say that he and I had been together probably about nine or ten months whenever I got pregnant was still a shock though because I didn't even find out until I was like four almost five months I'd gotten into a car accident I was extremely tiny And I'd gotten into a car accident and I was having a lot of problems with my neck and my back from the accident. And I was going through some chiropractic therapy and I got sick while I was in there. And he literally was like, I feel like you need to go back to your doctor. You said you were on a shot. And so he told me to go back to my gyno because of the shot, thinking it might be one of the reasons why I was getting sick. So I went to the gyno, and the gyno told me I'm pregnant. I had my daughter. He and I got married probably about a week before she was born. Really, for me, it was because I didn't want to be the only one in the household who didn't have that name, which is so stupid when I look back on it. Um, The domestic violence for me did not start until I was about nine months pregnant. And it just aggressive behavior. And it was close to also the time where he and I turned 21. And so it was like the rite of passage where he was able to drink again. And you know, we both did a lot of stupid stuff as children. But when we got pregnant, we had not done anything like no... No marijuana, no drinking, nothing like that. So we definitely were at a different place. And he just started doing all kinds of stupid stuff. And so it was really at a bad place. We had a one-year-old. I was uh, working full-time. I was also in um, CNA school. I continued in school cna lpn bsn masters i just i took it took me a very long time but i definitely moved in a, a different order than most folks would support and back uh he was sometimes really really present and wonderful and sometimes just horrific And for me, I was a 20-year-old with a one-year-old and barely enough way and reason to support myself. My parents were upset and they were upset because they didn't really care for him to begin with. But then like it just, you know, spiraled out of control. I got put on antibiotic and silly 20-year-old me, not paying attention, got pregnant again. At this point, I was devastated within myself, with myself, for allowing myself to get in that position. And from there, it kind of just continued to spiral out of control over those six months while I was pregnant with my one-year-old daughter. And I worked for a mentally handicapped um support agency where we would stay with them help them with independent living we would take them out to jobs we would teach them to cook to clean to personal hygiene to do personal hygiene or whatever Um, we would also take them out on drives and stuff and one day six months pregnant I had one of my clients and we were out driving and I saw my husband drive past in our car with a woman in the front seat. I should say a girl in the front seat. And I'd heard rumors, but I had no proof. And so I turned around, there were three people that lived in the home that we um, that I went in and took care of people. And there was an individual person for each um, client, unless something was wrong or something happened. And so I went back to the house and I was like, hey, I really need to go home. I have an emergency. Um, and, you know, we were so great. They took my client. I jumped in the car, got back in the car, and I thought, I'm going to find him. So I drove around, and sure enough, I found him. And he ran from me for so long. He ended up running out a back road. I don't know what I was thinking because I could have been murdered. Looking back on it, like it was so stupid of me because there I was out on a back road, six months pregnant. Um, And he pulled off and he was so far ahead of me because he was flying so far ahead of me that he had already gotten out of the car. He'd parked and he'd gotten out of the car and was standing in front of the passenger door. Well, he's stupid because I ran around the car and beat him to the car door and got in the driver's seat and sat down and said, who the fuck are you? And what are you doing with my husband? And looking back at me, was the seventeen-year-old daughter of the town I grew up in's sheriff? Um, yes, the seventeen-year-old sheriff's daughter was fucking my husband while I was pregnant with a one-year-old, and I was just, you know, i I think I was so shook and shocked. And then she had the audacity. She looked at me and she said, "We're just friends." And I looked at her and I looked up at him because at that point he was standing beside of the door, the driver's door. And I said, y'all must think I'm fucking stupid. I said, you know what? You can fucking have his ass. I looked up at him. I said, you better hope you beat me home. Your shit will be out on Taylor Avenue. And I did just that. I went home and PlayStation games, every article of clothing that he owned I tossed in a wonderful fashion out in the middle of the street. Um, I I remember being so devastated and so taken aback. I think mostly because I felt alone and helpless. I really don't think I could have ever survived that time in my life if it weren't for my mother. Not gonna cry. But she definitely gave me the strength and help and support that I needed to pull through that. So if you have a child who's going through anything, a breakup in any way, even if it's their fault, you should be their primary support system. No matter how you feel, you can always give your opinion, but you can still be support. So like always be there because it meant the world to me that my mom was there for me in that moment. Um, I had friends, a best friend and her significant other, and they were also amazing. They moved me, you know, we were in a a four bedroom home that I then at the breakup could no longer afford myself. And so I had to move into an apartment and, you know, I'm six months pregnant. So uh, the friend moved me into the apartment and helped me out. I will tell you that that's not where our story ended. Um, I was really stupid. I was split up with him for about a year. Um, We had a son and, you know, a a daughter. And when our son was born, the one that I was pregnant with, when he was born, we still were not speaking really, but um, he continually made the effort to be there all the time um, for any type of time to be spent with the children, which, you know, hit me in my hormones. And so gradually he weaseled his way back in. I should have known and I should have left at that moment because that was kind of before the real DV set in. Um, And I mean, to the point of being chased with a bow and arrow that he was shooting at me one night while I was carrying our daughter and running. Um, but I did leave, um, before he hurt me, before he hurt our children. Our children, um, are unscathed, um, and very resilient because of the situation. They were, um, seven and nine when I exited and, um, I always did, or at least I tried to do my best at keeping a lot of things hid from them. So a lot of their perception is that, uh, they had to stay in their rooms way too much. And that was just me keeping them from seeing or hearing a lot of what was happening. That's my cheating story and my tale of deceit. Um, he's a piece of shit still to this day. When we split up, he, got a drug problem that has haunted him Um, so he has a major addiction problem his addiction his major addiction during our marriage was alcohol Um, but when we split up he moved to uh, other forms of relief and so our children do not have a relationship with him I've always been supportive of it um, he did have visitation at at one point, but he would not uh, adhere to it. He would never show up. And so, uh, when we moved with my um, my new husband's uh, military, when he joined when he asked if he should join the military to support the family, and I told him, yes, because we have to support these children and show them a better future. Um, you know, we we went to him, and he wouldn't even respond to, you know, us laying out that we were leaving so you know just a lot my Nick is is the children's father Um, since they were eight and ten they know no different and they love him to bounds and leaps and beyond I'm grateful for him he actually we went to high school together so we lost touch after high school and then we reconnected after my divorce and he um, he actually was here, living here during the time that I was split up from my ex-husband and was living in that apartment. And he said he had a crush on me and he would go by there and see me struggling with the children. And we talk about it all the time that we wish he would have approached me at that time. It just would have changed so much about both of our futures Although we love where we are and everything, it's just, you know, eight years of torment that I didn't have to go through because he was my knight and my savior. But thank you guys so much for listening. And we will have a new tale of deceit from a caller next week. We're going to be getting on the phone with them this weekend to uh, grab what we can and report these back. I love getting these, by the way. They are so crazy, and I hope you guys like receiving them. Please call or text 931-802-1873 and leave us a message. Let us know your tale of deceit or even text us and text your tale of deceit. We can reach out to you and get any particulars via text so that we can share your story And thank you guys so much for listening.